Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and this show is brought to you by Navman. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed my article this week, I posted a full review of the Navman MyView M760D uh, for 7news.com.au. I encourage you all to go and have a look and read that article, not so much for the text because you've heard me talk about it, but actually to see the footage. Uh, there's footage there. There are, there are um, captures as well, so you can actually see what the footage looks like in real time. Uh, and it allows you to make your own decision about whether you think this is a good or bad camera. Now, what I will tell you from, from my experience from my reviewing of the footage and obviously from our interview last week with Kerno around uh, his installation and experience with it on his bike uh, so far so good it sounds like a really nice product if I had a motorbike I think I would be happier and more comfortable riding knowing that I've got the front and rear cameras recording everything that's happening on the road I mean dash cams for cars are quite mainstream now it's very normal but I think for motorbikes we really need to push on that a little bit harder and in fact navman have been so kind uh, and they've kind of heard my uh, my push here in that you know, I could be talking about any of the Navman products. They don't tell me which ones to talk about in any shape or form. But when I saw this, I became quite passionate about it. And as a result, uh, they're giving Technology Uncorked listeners 20% off plus free shipping uh, on the MyView M760D. So if you do know somebody who has a motorbike or maybe you have a bike yourself and you're interested in getting one and you want to save some money, all you have to do is type in the code JeffQ at checkout, G-E-O-F-F-Q at checkout and you'll get 20% off plus the free shipping straight to your door, especially through COVID times. You may not want to go out and actually buy it yourself. Uh, you can have it delivered and spend lockdown setting up your bike for that next big ride when you're actually allowed to get out there and enjoy it. Um, I, I really do think this is a product that p people should be considering if you ride a motorbike or you know someone who does uh, for a number of reasons, but head to the article on 7news.com.au and you can read more about it there. And as always, you can always text me for any questions that you might have. Now, in the meantime, we have a jam-packed show, so let's get straight into it. Rasimbrasma, Jeff Quattromani, multi-Australian in Sydney. Tech expert, Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani, thank you very much from Sydney. Jeff Quattromani is here. And now it's time to talk technology with Jeff Quattromani. Jeff Quattromani. Hello everybody, thanks for tuning in. What the heck? Let's talk tech. Now, right before lockdown really kicked in for where I live, uh, I went to the Hunter Valley and I was spending three days up there and I managed to buy some wine. I mean, why wouldn't you go to the Hunter Valley and at least have a little bit of wine while you're there? Now, one that I'm drinking tonight, I've it hasn't lasted long. I mean, I literally bought it a few days ago and here I am opening it straight away. It's from a place called Tatler, T-A-T-L-E-R. I, I paid for it. This isn't a promo for them. Uh, it's the Brothers Blend 2018. We're talking about a $29 bottle of wine. But it's a blend of Cabernet, Shiraz, Merlot. It's from it's from the Hunter as well as the Hilltops. And honestly, guys, this is a really cool bottle. Um, at this price point, I just had a lot of fun drinking it with them, learning about uh, their wines. But honestly, tonight it's uh, it's taking me back, taking me straight back to the Hunter, a place I wish I could have stayed at for a very very long time. Uh, we have a pretty big show, and I mean pretty big. We're going to talk about some amazing uh, news from Optus. The ACCC has decided to make a statement about those little air tags that I once was harping on about. Uh, Heineken news. If you like Heineken, I've got a really cool product that's going to blow your socks off around them. I'm looking at and I'm testing the Samsung Smart Monitor, and I want to tell you about that as well. I'm also wearing a Whoop. A Whoop 
wearable. Now, if you're into Fitbits, if you're interested in tracking your fitness, your wellness, uh, stay tuned for this as well. And I'm also wearing something on my neck that is vibrating every time I slouch or have bad posture. And look, it's pretty annoying, but I guess that's what you sign up for when you look at the product like this. Now, Without further ado, it already sounds like a lot. I've consumed enough of your time. Let's get into it. Now, first and foremost, Optus. This isn't actually a plan. I'm not talking about a new plan from them. I'm not talking about a free call package or anything like that. This week, they announced the ability for you to translate calls in different languages in real time. So let's think about what that actually means. Um, I'll give you an example for me. Um, my background is Maltese. Both my parents came from Malta um, many, many years ago, but I have a lot of family that still are over there. Not all of them can speak very good English, but with this new announcement, it could potentially mean that I could get on the phone and talk to them in my language, which is which is English. I don't speak very, very good Maltese at all. Um, I struggle with English enough as it is. Um, so I could actually be talking down the phone in English. And on the other end, they would hear, not my, not my voice, but they would hear a Google translated live um, readout, I guess, of what I'm saying in Maltese. And then when they talk back in Maltese, it would be translated via Google Translate live to me. Now, again, I think the biggest problem here is that if I was talking to a female, I don't know if the Google Translate voice is female or male, I forget, but you imagine it's not going to sound like them, but at least you'll know what they're actually saying. I don't understand a lot of Maltese. Um, sometimes they don't understand a lot of English, so it can be a hard conversation to have. But with this new technology from Optus, it's now a real thing you could do. Unfortunately, Maltese is not supported. I'm also not an Optus customer, so I don't have access to test this myself. However, there is a number of languages that they've already done first, first and foremost as well. So supported languages, and guys, listen up in case you are someone who's in a situation like mine. Um, 10 languages, Arabic, English, surprise, surprise, Filipino, Greek, Hindi, Italian, Mandarin, Russian, Spanish, and Vietnamese. How good is that? So it really does mean, guys, that you could have a conversation with anybody from those backgrounds speaking your language, them speaking their language, and I, I just want to test it. I'm dying to test it. Um, I've asked Optus if there is somebody I can call, if there's a way that I can make it work, um, even though I'm a Telstra customer, if there's something I can do to try this out and give me someone who's Greek or Filipino or whatever, let me have that conversation. I want to experience this. So if you're an Optus customer, you can sign up for the beta. Um, it's available right now to, to sign up. I really encourage people to do it and let me know what you think about it. Uh, and also let me know if you're out there and you have a similar situation like mine. Um, you know, it is amazing when you can touch base with family, especially when they're overseas, especially during a pandemic when you can't travel to be there. Um, but even better if the conversation could feel um like it's flowing, if it could feel like you're not both being awkward or uncomfortable about how that conversation is going, because you may not be um, speaking back to them in a language that they understand properly and vice versa. So amazing. And it is powered by Google. So it's entirely powered by Google, uses Google Translate to make it all work. I think the biggest unfortunate piece here, and maybe this would come down the, down the pipeline in the future, is making it actually sound like you. I think it would be amazing as we think about machine learning, artificial intelligence, if you could combine translation plus your own voice, then we've got a really powerful tool where 
It sounds like me. It just sounds like I'm speaking a different language, but it's actually the AI doing it. But this is an amazing first step and kudos to Optus for noticing this problem and doing something about it. I'm absolutely impressed and I just want to try it. Now, before we get into a short break, very quickly, uh, the ACCC, uh, they have decided to come out with a warning for parents. Now, rewind before I tell you what the warning was. Rewind, I don't know, a month or so ago when I had to go and buy the Apple AirTag to review it because Apple was not going to send me one because they knew that I would only be honest and very um, critical of their products. I think it's a fair thing to do. They're going to spend money on a product that you get a fair review. And through my testing of the Apple AirTag compared with the tile, what I really was conscious of was how easy it was to open the back door of the Apple AirTag and for the button battery to fall out. Um, not that you need to pry it out, it would literally fall out. Once you could twist off the back door, the button battery could fall out. With a tile, yes, you could slide off the back case, but I needed a toothpick or a pin to actually dislodge the button battery. I marked that as a huge problem. I wrote about it very clearly in The Australian. Um, I, I warned in The Australian that if you have children to reconsider the purchase of an Apple AirTag, um, surprise, surprise, I haven't heard from Apple about that. but. What was interesting also during that same time was that Officeworks pulled them off the shelves. JB Hi-Fi pulled them off the shelves, um, all because of safety concerns. And a lot of technology journalists were very critical of the retailers for doing that because they thought that Apple was doing the right thing, despite anyone who had tested them and been fair about it would have realized that they do dislodge very easily. Button batteries, if swallowed, can kill you, especially if you're young. Babies die every year, unfortunately, from this exact problem. I've read this week that the ACCC has warned parents to keep Apple AirTags out of reach of young children. They have clearly come out and said that they believe that the mechanism that holds that button battery into place is not up to standard, is not good enough, and is as a warning for parents to keep them away from young children. This is a good feeling when you discover something, when you harp on about something, and then a body as big as the ACCC comes out and says that you weren't crazy in a lot of ways. So the, in, the interesting reaction to that, however, has been for other tech journalists to not only write about this news, but then to also encourage their readers to rush out and buy all the Apple AirTags they can before the Apple AirTags are recalled. Imagine encouraging your readers or listeners to go and buy an Apple AirTag because a governing body has deemed them unsafe. Imagine encouraging your readers to buy a product that if put in the hands of young children could kill them. Despite the warnings from the ACCC. That concerns me in a big way. And honestly, guys, and I hate to um, pick on this industry that I'm part of, but it tells you a lot about who the, who the writer is looking after. And it's in this case, they're protecting Apple. And I find that very strange because Apple's a big enough company. They certainly don't need tech journalists in Australia to be backing them up. What they need is for consumers to get the right advice. And it just, look, I have, I have a young kid. You know, I got a, I got a two, two and a half year old kid and I have an, I have an Apple AirTag and 
I'm very nervous about that. I, I genuinely don't want him to go near it. I will not be leaving one in near him. Um, and I encourage other people to be very cautious of that as well. If you don't have kids, go ahead, get an Apple AirTag. I'm not saying that the product's bad. In my review, I actually loved the product. It worked best compared to the tile in terms of its discoverability. But it doesn't mean that I should be getting one if I've got kids. That's my only point. In a little bit more lighter news, Heineken. I love a bit of Heineken. In fact, when I was younger, I probably drank more Heineken as a beer than I may have drank a lot of other beers at all. Heineken was a bit of a, bit of a goer at one point. Not so much now. However, they are innovative and they do some really cool stuff every now and then. One interesting product that, that they have announced and demonstrated is what's called a beer outdoor transporter. It's a bot. Now, this is like an Esky on wheels that follows you around. So get this, right? Imagine the scenario. You go to the beach, you unload the Esky out of the car, and you just start walking. And guess what's behind you? The Esky. Every step of the way, Esky's driving behind you and following you. It's got big wheels, so it can probably go on the sand. It's also fast enough to keep up with you. Even better, it's keeping your drinks cold. It can hold 12, up to 12 bottles, which isn't too bad. Don't have too many friends around if it's just going to be the 12 bottles, but pretty handy. And it's going to follow you around. I love this. I love this kind of idea. A long time ago, well, not that long ago, about three or four years ago, I remember at CES, um, there was a guy who was walking around with luggage and the luggage was following him around. And a really, really cool idea that you could be walking through an airport and your luggage is motorized and you carry a beacon with you and effectively the luggage can follow you. It makes the bag extremely heavy and it's a bit of a dumb idea if you do travel and care about actually your weight limits for luggage, but very, very cool. I in fact even saw that same company, uh, I think it was the following year, they had a pram. They had a pram that would follow you around, meaning you could just walk around the shops, do your shopping, do whatever you wanted to, with the baby in the pram being driven at a distance behind you. I thought that one was a bit crazy. Not so much as, well, it's just as bad, really, if not worse than the Apple AirTag idea. Um, but it's just phenomenal that that technology existed and it was working. But this one, this one has to beat the other two. A big esky full of beer that follows you around, meaning you could be chewing on a meat pie and chips. You could be on the phone. You could be doing anything with your other hands. But the esky's following you behind. I love this. Now, do you want to buy one? Sorry, you can't. If you really want one, you need to go to the Heineken website and there's a competition that's being run. They're giving them away, but you do need to go and enter. And good luck. If you win a beer outdoor transporter, let me know. I cannot wait to see one of these in the flesh. The video looks amazing. I'm looking at a website called channelnews.com.au and you'll see the full video and article there. It just is so cool. The Heineken Outdoor Transporter. What do they think of next? Now, earlier in the week, I got some deliveries. And one of the deliveries I did get was from Samsung. Now, I think I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about the news around their smart monitor range. And for somebody who works from home or for anybody who maybe has kids who are using their room to study as well as potentially do some gaming, whatever the case may be, this is a perfect two-in-one device where it's not just a monitor that connects to you know, your computer. It can also be connected to 
consoles and other things, but it's also a smart TV, meaning it has apps. You know, Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime, it's all there. And it's got AirPlay, it's got Chromecast. Uh, it's kind of the jack of all trades screen. It's just a screen that can do everything. So they sent me one and I'm reviewing it. I've got the 27 inch. Um, there is also a 32 and a 34 inch uh, version, but I went for the 27 because given it's a 16 by nine uh, screen, it would actually fit perfect on the desk that I use. I normally use an ultra wide monitor and that fits on my desk as well. But the height limitations when you go 16 by nine again meant I had to go for the 27. However, that's a, neither here nor there. The one that I got here is in black. You can also get one in white uh, of the 27 inch version. It comes with a TV remote. I have a Samsung TV, so when I got the remote out of the box, it looks exactly the same. There's a dedicated Netflix button, um, a Prime Video, World Wide Web button, typical TV remote. You plug it into power, and if you wanted to, you could leave it at that. You could just plug it into power and turn it on. There's no buttons on the actual monitor. Now, anyone who's used a PC monitor before, there are usually buttons. You feel around the bottom, you feel around the sides. There's no button. You have to use the TV remote. I kind of didn't like that because when you want to use it as a PC monitor, kind of look for those buttons. How do I adjust things on the screen? You, I, I'm literally touching it right now as I'm talking to you. So you do it all through the remote. And that includes changing source. So if you've got your computer plugged in and you want to start gaming on your Xbox through the other HDMI port, the same thing would apply. When you do turn the monitor on for the first time, you go through Wi-Fi settings because the TV, just like a smart TV, has Wi-Fi on board. So you get it onto your network. You can sign in with Samsung Smart Things if you want to. Um, and you go through, you can set up your streaming services, uh, YouTube, whatever it is, all those normal accounts that you would normally use, just like a smart TV. There is no antenna connection. So if you want to watch free-to-air TV, what I've done is download the 7 Plus app, the 9 Now app, ABC iView, etc. So I can live stream TV on the monitor, but it's not coming through the antenna, just as a point of caution. And that's probably the biggest difference between this and a smart TV. When I plug in by HDMI to um, my Windows computer or a Mac, up comes the screen. It's a full HD display, meaning it's a 1080p uh, monitor at 27 inches. That is acceptable. Um, when you step up to the larger 34-inch model, it's 4K. And I would have loved the 34. It just doesn't fit on the desk that I'm, that I'm using. So I think if your budget affords that, I would go for the 34 if you can, because 4K would certainly mean you can fit more um, windows, especially if you're single screening like I am. You can actually put you know, Chrome on one side, in my case, um, where I'm recording on the other side, and it would give me more real estate to play with. But so far, so good. It does blow my mind that this monitor, the 27-inch, is $400. And at $400, the amount of things that it can do makes it to me worth so much more than that. Um, you know, we've been in lockdown. So for me, as it comes to 11 a.m. and Gladys is about to do her update about the COVID numbers and things like that, I'm literally logged into my work computer and I'm tapping away doing things. I get the notification. I've got two choices at this point. I can open up a browser and I could just go to ABC or whatever website, click on the stream and start watching it. Or I can use my remote to just go to the ABC iView app. It takes, it's actually quicker for me to do this, to go into the app and start live streaming the TV from there. Um, at lunchtime, I can literally go to the kitchen, come back to my desk with my lunch. And rather than looking at my work, and this is the distraction, is during my lunch break, if I go to netflix.com on my work computer, 
I will probably still see emails popping up and that will probably take me away from my break and encourage me to continue working. But if I really want to give myself the break, I just go onto that remote, open up Netflix and start watching a show or going into YouTube or whatever it is. The monitor itself has its own speakers as well. Now, it does have its own outputs as well if you want to output to a soundbar or headphones or something like that. But the reality is it just makes so much sense. And if you've got kids and they, they study and they play in their rooms, this could be a perfect option for them. They will not complain about this whatsoever. Now, something I still want to test is using Samsung's DeX. Um, that is like their desktop operating system that can be run from a smartphone or from their tablets. Effectively, it's, you could just plug your phone into the monitor. In fact, it's wireless. You could just tap your phone onto the monitor and it starts to bring that up. You put your phone down, maybe leave it on charge, and you could be using a keyboard and mouse with your phone and the monitor only and getting on with work. You can also do remote access and Office 365 from just the monitor. I need to test this because I think I could log into my corporate Office 365 by just having the monitor. That's crazy, but I think I could do that. And I wouldn't even need my computer potentially. I need, to, I need to really figure that part out. But so far, I couldn't be more surprised by this. Um, and especially for the price, I think it's genuinely a good deal. I would have loved the 4K version, but my desk space does not allow it. The other thing with the more higher end models, the 4K version, is it also has USB-C uh, power as well. So from the monitor, you can actually go from the monitor, USB-C to say your MacBook or your Windows laptop, if they're powered by USB-C, and you could just be running that from the monitor. So you've got from the PowerPoint to the monitor, and then from the monitor to your laptop. And obviously through USB-C, you're powering your laptop as well as bringing through display and audio functions as well. So that would be amazing. Unfortunately, it doesn't have it on the 27-inch M5 model that I'm using, but uh, very impressed so far. Very, very impressed. I just want the bigger one. I just want the bigger one. Um, but yeah, so check it out. I'll tell you more about it as we go. There's a couple of things I still want to try on this monitor, but so far, so very, very good. Um, I just wish it was bigger. Did I say that? I just wish it was bigger. Oh, and lastly, the other thing, Samsung, I wish you guys did was have at least one button on the monitor. One. Because what's strange, and I'll, before I wrap up, what is strange, and the reason that it bothers me there's no power button, is that when I turn off the computer, um, the monitor goes to sleep eventually. And then in the morning, I turn the computer back on and I have to actually get the TV remote, like the, you know, the monitor's remote, and press the power button like I'm about to watch TV for the monitor to turn back on. I just want the monitor to wake up automatically given that the computer is firing up. That's a bit of a weird thing for me still. It feels like it's something that could just be a setting, but I can't find that. Um, anyway, you'll get more updates on this one as we go. If you do have questions, as always, you know, you know that you can reach out to me anytime through whatever means possible. Carry a pigeon, email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, or you can text me, pull out your, your phone and of any phone, this is why it's text 0467-439-078. If you're from overseas, drop the zero and add a 61. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now be talking about the whoop and the upright go. The whoop armband or fitness band has been around for a couple of years overseas. It's only recently coming to Australia. However, this is a really exciting product that's coming here. 
And I really think it's going to shake up a little bit about how we think about wearables. And I'll tell you why. Now, for a long time, and I guess, you know, when Fitbits first came out, when it was something that you would clip onto a belt, um, it was all about counting your steps. You know, your definition of a good day was that you hit your 10,000 steps and it could be 11 p.m. at night, but heaven forbid you're going to go to bed until you crack that 10,000 step mark. And then eventually we started to wear them on our wrists and we started to think about sleep tracking as well. Uh, Apple brought out the Apple Watch and we started to think about closing our rings. A very similar target to having hitting your 10,000 steps, but it was about how much exercise you could do or calories that you could burn that would close your ring. Same thing with sleep. And it was something that people would start to measure. And with Whoop, it's very different. You can't see a lot of those metrics until you dig into the app. What Whoop is really trying to measure here is strain, recovery, and sleep. And strain is an interesting one because they don't care if you've done 5,000 steps or 10,000 steps or 20,000 steps. They don't care if you've done a workout or no workouts. What they do care about is your overall well-being. And what they mean by that is that effectively, when I put my Whoop band on, it's tracking everything. It's tracking my heart rate and temperature particularly, and it's monitoring stress levels as well. Because even if you're not exercising, if you're worried about something, if you're stressing over something, if you're going through something in your life, that's causing strain. That's causing strain on your, on your heart. That's causing strain on your mind. And that's something that the Whoop is able to measure. As a result, you get a notification in the evening that says, we would love it if you could get this many hours of sleep. Because based on the day that you've had, we think that this would be the right amount of sleep for recovery. And then when you wake up in the morning, it says, you had a pretty bad sleep. Or you had a pretty good sleep. And it tells you how hard you should push that day. And what that really means is that if you've had a poor sleep, whether it's a lot of tossing and turning or not a lot of deep sleep, maybe things are on your mind, it doesn't want you. It really doesn't want you to go and have a one-hour workout. It actually wants you to take it easy that day. Whereas with a Fitbit or other products, when they think about your goals, those goals are there regardless. They want you to do that, those 10,000 steps, rain, hail, or shine, in sickness, in health, whatever it is. So Whoop is different. And it's been funny to go through wearing the Whoop band and or actually wearing a Fitbit on the, on, the, on the other wrist at the same time. But it's been really interesting to, at the end of the day, look at my data and I feel like I'm actually learning more about myself than I ever have with every other wearable because it's trying to understand why are my patterns the way they are? Why was strain higher that day than the day before, considering I feel like I had a similar day? And it makes you start to think about what you ate, what you drank before bed. Did you have a coffee before you went to bed? Did you have a few too many glasses of wine and maybe that's why you had a pretty poor sleep? Or have you had something on your mind the last couple of days and that's potentially making you restless? Is that what's causing you strain in the day as well? And that has been such a different way of looking at wellness through this band. Now, the band itself, because I've literally just been talking about data at this point, the band itself is a material, uh, mine's black, and it has a bit, a bit of a massive clip on the top. That clip just holds it nice and tight around my wrist, and that's it. It's just a piece of material. Underneath that is a bunch of sensors, obviously, that do those things, but 
There's no real buttons. There is an indicator on one side that tells me how much battery life I've got left, and that's it. There's no screen. There's no vibrations when my phone is ringing, no notifications from my phone. It's just monitoring. And it's been super fascinating for me to do that. Um, I met with the guys at Whoop a couple of days ago to talk to them about this. Even though I had used it, I wanted to have a conversation around why they made this product, what it means for them, who's using it. And there was a lot of influence from them around elite athletes. And they were talking about athletes that are now investors in Whoop because they were original customers and now they like the brand so much they've decided to buy into the company. Um, a lot of athletes that are on board and they think they're going to get much more of an upswing as the Olympics come in and they start to realize how many athletes in the Olympics are actually wearing Whoop bands, but Whoop didn't even know they were customers. So that was interesting. But we also think about just someone like me who's so far from being an elite athlete that can certainly benefit from a product like this. And I think I already have. From a workout perspective, what has been interesting, I will add, in that it automatically detects your workouts. But scarily, it mostly detects, uh, very often, it detects what type of workout you're having as well. And that's weird because most of my other devices don't do that. If I jump on my exercise bike, so I'm indoors, so there's no GPS or anything like that to try and figure out what I'm doing. I'm just sitting on a bike. My legs are pounding around. And at the end of that thing, I get a notification on my phone saying it's logged my indoor cycle. I don't know how it knows that. I generally have no idea how it knows that, but they're saying that sensors in the Whoop can detect multiple types of workouts. The guy I was talking to plays football, and he knows that he doesn't have to do anything with his Whoop, that once he starts playing football, it logs that entire match automatically. It detects that he's playing football. Crazy. So it's a very smart band. They're, they're much more focused around data. That's why the band is so simple. That's why it's not a smart watch or anything like that. Um, but they are absolutely about taking all of this data, giving you insights with intelligence that they've built and what they see as patterns and things that could be causing uh, strain, causing issues with recovery and things like that. So very, very fascinating. Um, now, obviously cost. Let's talk about cost. You go to the Whoop website and guess what? You can't find a spot to buy a Whoop. It's very weird. You click on join now. When you go to join now, you choose a membership. So effectively, you choose the kind of strap that you want, the colors, whatever design, and then you hit join now or buy as a gift, which is what I'm clicking on here so that I can actually give you some idea around costings. You get the Whoop for free because you're signing up to a monthly plan. Now, this could be good or it could be really bad, depending on how committed you want to be to something like this. Um, but a six-month membership, which is the minimum, a six-month membership, you're looking at $44 per month. This isn't that cheap, actually. $44 per month, $264. You get the Whoop for free. And I'm doing the little air quotes at the moment for free. But you pay $264 for the six-month membership. 12 months becomes a cheaper plan. Ends up being $384 or 18 months for $432. I guess the good thing, if anything, is that after 12 months, if there's a new Whoop band, you can just ditch this one and ask for the new one and continue your monthly membership. The crappy thing is, it's not that cheap. I mean, realistically, at, a, at best, you're looking at $24 per month if you go for the 18-month membership. Um, it's not exactly cheap, but hey, depends on how much you need to um, invest in your wellness, and this could actually be a ticket for you to find out 
um, what's underlying in your day and in your strain, as they call it as well. So I'm looking to try and find some time to talk to Whoop and do a dedicated conversation with them. I think there's a lot that they can probably add to this as well. Some other insights that they can tell me as to you know how they came to be. Any questions that you might have as well, please send them through so we can ask them ahead of time. Um, but that's the Whoop band. I'm very excited by it. I'm currently still wearing it and I don't only take it off to shower. Um, so look, let's wait and see. I'll let you know if it starts to annoy me or if I discover anything new. Otherwise, we'll have that interview with them coming up as soon as we possibly can. Now, after this, we're going to talk about a product that will vibrate when you have poor posture. For someone like me who's been sitting at home for about 18 months working, I, I do get up every now and then, but uh, for somebody like me who has been doing that, you can easily fall into bad habits, especially around ergonomics. Uh, for a lot of people who were rushed home and forced to work from home, they potentially don't have the right chair or the right desk environment and things like that to ensure these you know, ergonomic practices still exist that we used to have in corporate workplaces. And as a result, a lot of people are going to walk out of COVID with a hunchback. And I could be one of them. I feel like I've, I feel it sometimes. I sometimes feel like my, my hands are down at my knees when I'm walking. So Upright Go reached out and they said they've got a new product. It's called the Upright Go S. Now, I've tested these guys' products before. So if you've, if you've always listened to this podcast, you would have heard me talk about this brand before. This particular product is new. The biggest thing that's new about this is it's cheaper. Uh, we're talking about $80 for this product upfront. Um, and let me tell you what it actually is and how it works. So effectively, we're talking about something that's much about half the size of a matchbox, a typical matchbox, not those extra length special ones, a typical matchbox. And it's got a battery built in. It's got some sort of vibrating mechanism built in and it's got Bluetooth. So you charge it and you turn it on, you pair it to your smartphone, you download the Upright app and then you stick it onto your back. There's actually adhesives on the back of the Upright Go and it can stick to your skin. And once you've done that, you can calibrate the device using your phone. It will ask you to sit up straight so it actually knows what straight feels like. And then you'll slouch and you'll understand your point where it will actually start to vibrate when you need to be alerted about your poor posture. It actually sticks so well that I was doing star jumps with it and it didn't fall off. I would wear it the entire day, sweat, nothing. It didn't seem to make a single bit of difference. But then when I wanted to remove it in the evening, it wasn't like I was waxing my back. Very good. The other thing that they've done is they've also sent me the bundle, the pro bundle, um, which is $115 in total. And that includes a necklace. And that also gives you some extra adhesives as well if you still want to keep wearing it time and time again on your back. But the necklace is kind of cool because it's like wearing a necklace backwards where the pendant is actually the upright go and it just sits in the same spot but it's you know, using a rubberized kind of necklace. The necklace doesn't look that bad. Um, for the most part, if you're wearing a t-shirt, you can have it hidden pretty well underneath that. So people in public aren't seeing you wearing like a choker necklace. You don't look a bit weird like that. Uh, the one that I'm using is white. That also comes in a black, a black necklace as well. Again, if you're wearing a singlet, yeah, it would be noticeable. In a t-shirt, you're all good. Now, it's super interesting. I, I, where I sit, or where I'm sitting here talking to you at the moment, I know when I slouch. Usually when I'm reading something on screen, when I'm on the phone, I know that I slouch. And even when I'm in Zoom meetings, I tend to slouch as well because I'm so focused on looking at people's faces in the screen that my elbows hit the desk and suddenly my shoulders go up. And that's straight away, you notice it. This thing vibrates 
like mad. And I'm telling you what, it gives you a good little wake up call to sit up straight. And then you do that. And then sometimes you relax again and boom, you get zapped again and you sit up straight again. This is the kind of product that you would wear for mental training. You know, after about six to eight weeks of wearing something like this, you could probably wear, take it off and your brain will trigger some response in your head when you, whenever you slouch and remind you to sit up straight. I think this is like one of those, what do they do with dogs? They put like a choker thing on them for boundaries and then eventually you can take the, that choker thing off because once they, you know what I mean? It's, the, it's that mind training thing. So I think if you've got one of these, you can actually wear it for a short period of time and then give it to somebody else to wear for a period of time until they go through some sort of new training around that. The battery life on this one, given it's the cheaper version, um, it's 20 hours, meaning you're probably going to do two workdays before wanting to charge it at the end of that second workday to make sure it continues working. Now, I don't wear this to bed. Why would you? No one cares about your posture when you're lying flat. Um, I put it on when I get to my desk. I take it off when I leave my desk. It's that simple. I don't need to wear it when I'm out. I can tell you that when I bend down to, not bend down, but when I lean forward to wash my hands, it would vibrate. It annoys the crap out of me. Um, if I was doing anything else, it will vibrate. When you go to the bathroom, it'll vibrate. So all of these things that you think about and you, you do in your day, sometimes you've got to lean forward. Sometimes you do. And I don't really need that thing vibrating all the time. So it is one of those things I leave at my desk, I charge at my desk, and I wear when I'm at my desk. And I like it. I, I like the training that it does. It works for iOS and Android, by the way. Um, and it's just very, very interesting. So if you have noticed you're getting bad posture, this could be something that you consider. Now, I'm looking at the amount of things that we've spoken about today, and I'm genuinely worried about what I'm going to talk about next week. Um, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I've been reviewing. You got all in one hit. Three devices. That's great. I literally have no idea what we'll talk about next week. Hopefully something big happens and we can talk about it then. But ladies and gentlemen, you've been an amazing audience. Please, as always, you can text me 0467-439-078. This week, we had a really interesting interview with the managing director from Poly. Um, I encourage you to listen to that if you're somebody who is working from home, thinking about hybrid working, returning to the workplace, those kinds of things. Uh, an interesting conversation there. If you're a truck driver, bricky, something else, don't worry about it. You can skip that one. Probably not going to be a huge amount of value there. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, we'll speak soon. I will have to just think about a whole new bunch of content to talk about. And as always, I encourage you, and a lot of you have, uh, to reach out to me and ask me questions or things that we could be talking about or people we could be interviewing on the show. I apologize to any tech journalists who have been listening to this episode and had to hear me say that you're doing a poor job. Um, but I just wish that from a safety perspective that you put your brand loyalty or relationships with PR companies aside to make sure we look after the people who listen to our opinions. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'll speak to you again next week in a whole new episode of Technology Uncorked. Bye-bye.